everybody. everybody. I'm Cameron. And I'm Zach. I know everything. I almost know a little bit. <laughs> and this is the, the Watching, Watching You Watch, Watch podcast. podcast. Oh man, Zach, what an episode. I feel drained. I, I, Emotionally. I would agree. This is... Um, we we just finished watching episode uh, eight today, entitled "The Pointy End" of season one of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And man, do we have a lot to unpack here! Uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, this is the Watching You Watch podcast. We are currently recapping Game of Thrones, and we're doing this with the theme that I've um, watched all the show. Um, I I've read some of the books and. Zach hasn't. <laughs> not a bit. Yeah, not a not a darn thing. Uh, he's been working his way through season one, so we're just getting Zach's raw reactions uh, to to everything as it unfolds here. Um, so yeah, we just watched episode eight uh, entitled "The Pointy End." Mm-hmm. Zach, why don't you give us uh, <sighs> not a summary? I guess high points. Everything just everyone just dies or is sad or smug. <laughs> um, I mean, like, the, the, the theme of this episode was just, like, wanton murder, whether it was the people over in, like, the Dothraki, which we finally got to see them loot and kill people, and Khaleesi, like, steps up and is like, no, I don't want you to kill these ladies, keep them, and then the guy's like, but I want to, you know, rape them, that's my ceremonial right. He's like, and this is kind of like, what I do. No, this is what we do, she doesn't get it, she's a foreigner, and Drogo's like, listen... You don't talk about boo boo like that, <laughs> and yeah, oh my goodness, he is super whipped. It's fantastic, and that was an interesting scene. It's Khaleesi's. It's funny. His justification for her actions is that you know, like the fire is growing in her belly from her son. And yeah, like, he's look at like, how fierce she is. Like he's like, oh, oh, oh the entire my time, baby. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah, it was like that total like, oh my goodness, isn't she great? Isn't she great? Isn't she great, guys? <laughs> Isn't she awesome? Like, she's carrying my boy, and he's going to be the stallion that mounts the world, and he's awesome already. So she can do whatever she wants. Stop <laughs> complaining. And then he's like, the guy's like, no, and he's like, uh, hey, look, here's your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rip it out through a hole in your throat. Yeah, my gosh, what a freaking... Yeah, and, like, the sword couldn't, like, fully pierce his pecs, and only, like, gave him, like, a small flesh wound. Yes, so not only not only are the pecs awesome and pexy, they're also <laughs> sword-proof. They are also mostly sword-proof. <laughs> like, they'll bleed just enough so you know there's blood in them, but, like, that was all the further the guy could push the sword. He's like, eh. He literally just, like, like puts the sword forward. It's just like... And Drogo's walking into it, and he's just like, yeah, what? What? Yep. What? And he puts down his knives, too, which is like... Oh, like, I know. He's like, I'm gonna ge- beat you without my knives, without... My my sword, and I'm just gonna dance around, and I'm gonna yeah. rip out your tongue through yeah, a hole through, in your throat. Through sheer force of pecs, he annihilated this dude. Yes. All right, and that's what happened with them. But over in King's Landing, yeah, there's there, a lot going on in King's there Landing. There is a just a calling. All the Starks, like all their their like people, their hand servants, their oh my goodness, oh the Abbey maid probably died too. Yeah, the the maid lady who was attending oh the Sansa. Oh my gosh, everything sucks. I know, and. Oh my god, they killed fancy Tony Stark. Yes, Ar- so Arya's <laughs> dancing master, Sirio Pharrell, is, 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 shows up there. It's not he, fair. I mean, to be fair, he does beat a bunch of Lannister guards away with a wooden sword. Yeah, it just sucks, because, like, we talked, like, the whole thing, like, he wouldn't pick up another sword because he is so, like, dedicated to his craft, he wouldn't use, like, one of their, like, big hulking broadswords. Yes. 
Or maybe he just needed to, needed to teach them a lesson with, you know, Owen and Zord. Yeah, but he couldn't... I don't know. I was just really hoping he would, like, throw the broken sword in the guy's, like, eye and kill him. I know. His his death is a little bit of a mystery to me, but we'll get we'll get into that later. This is a dumb... This is, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see. Um, Arya manages to get away, and she also kills, you know, some wannabe stable boy who's like, hey, you know what, I'm... I'm going to duck you for the queen and get the mon. He's like, no, get away. Oh, my sword's in you. He's like, oh, my God, your sword's in me. He's like, uh, peace. Yep. And then she's like, I got to go. Yeah. And she just runs. And it's great because no one's found her because she, I don't know, she's learned, like, all the, the shadow cat hiding techniques. Yeah, it's like all those, all those many hours of chasing cats around the dungeon has paid off for her. Yeah, it's sort of, you know, like the karate kid except... For her, it was, you know, like, evading, like, super... Yes, yeah, there's no police. wax on, wax off here. It's just, you know, grab Catch the cats kitty. don't die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Not today, Death. Not, Not today. today. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, that's her. Sansa is the only one who's trying to be reasonable, mostly due to her Joffrey love. And, like, yep. the episode sort of culminated in, in her, like, getting to, you know, like pull off the excuse, and like, you know, my father didn't know what he was talking about when he said you weren't king, and, like, all the trees and stuff was, like, due to Milk of Poppy, and... She's like, oh, my dad was high, so don't pay attention to a word he's saying, and yeah, everybody's like, oh, sweet child. Yeah, yeah the thing of it is, is she's... She, uh, I think I've said it before, she's, like, not stupid, but she's kind of dumb. Yes. <laughs> Which I mean, is super she, sad she does her. say all the right things, all exactly. the placating things, but, you know, like, it's still just not gonna work. Yeah, especially when her brother is starting a war... <laughs> Yes, so tell us about that. Tell, tell um, us about Rob and his... Rob and Catelyn are finally like, you know what? Screw it. Get together, everyone. They send out, like, all the ravens, and yes. they have, like, what, 20,000 swords to them. And, yep. you know, I thought it was great, you know. <laughs> we also have um, Dude Who Lost Two Fingers, now, like, Velociraptor Hand Man, who he won <laughs> over by having his dog sick him, which yes. was, I don't know, if only politics were done that way. Yeah, there's this very tense dinner scene, and he's all like, oh, I'm not gonna ride behind in the vanguard, and then his dog runs up and bites him, and yeah. then he's like, okay. fine, I will ride in the vanguard. Can we talk about, like, how there's, like, this deuce-ex dog theme in yes. the song? And, like, all of this, like, even... Like, going back to Jon Snow and the Wall, the his dog Ghost knew all about, like, that there's, like, a White Walker-possessed dude. Yeah. And I also love that, you know, like, everyone on the Wall, like, looks to Sam to be, like, smart. You know, he's the one who notices that yes, the body hasn't rotted. One. And it's great, because he's, like, got this very quick wit. I like him. But, of yes. course, you know, if he gets into a fight, he's immediately... Oh, yeah, he's, he's a goner. He's done. Yes. But you're right, the dogs do seem to be somewhat prescient. I mean, like, if we were back, yeah. if you go back to the episode where Bran almost got attacked, like, yeah. the dogs are barking in the tower. Yeah, the dogs the are barking in the tower, and also it just, like, came out of nowhere and mauled his attacker yes, and saved Catelyn. it did do that. Uh, and, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of any other times the dogs have been, like, so kind of prophetic so far. Lady didn't seem to well, know Well, Lady was, was like, her. basically Jesus to the Stark clan. She, otherwise, things would have gone down a lot Wait, worse what do you mean sooner. by that? I mean... She was killed in place of harsher punishment towards children, which would have oh, led to okay. a lot quicker escalation in combat. Maybe, but I, Most don't, likely. I don't think Robert would have killed Ned's children in front now, of him. No, I know, that. but still, it would have it would have sped things along a lot quicker, <laughs> um, and in a different way, actually. In a way, if Lady hadn't died, it might have been better for them, because then the Starks would have just hated the Lannisters to start. I mean, they kind of already did. That's but... true. Eh, whatevs. Anyway. Um, also, Tyrion makes his way back, and he makes some friends with, like, hill people, which is, <laughs> like, fantastic. Yes. I love it. And I 
and he takes him to his father, and his father is just, like, condescending the frig out of him. And I love what placates him is the fact that, like, the hill people are like, you know, we're not going to fight for you if the the imp doesn't come with us. And he just kind of, like, you know, he was, like, trying to sneak the wine, and he's like, well, balls. Yes, I love that. <laughs> you don't even you don't even see it on screen. You just see Tywin turn around, and then Tyrion's just like, like uh, okay, darn it, this crap. sucks. So he's gonna have to fight in war with his barbarian friends. I I just think that it's so funny. Like he just brings this stuff home to dad, and it's funny because at first you know he's like so smug because his father is just so. He's like, look, dying. I'm alive and I have friends, and then his dad's just like, why aren't you dead yet? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> I always need to disappoint you when I come back alive. <laughs> uh, Anything else that you would consider a high point this episode? Let's see. Well, also important to note that Vera seems to be the only party that goes around. I think it's great that he, like, says that he's the only, um, def- like, you know, true person for the realm. Yeah. And he goes and talks to Ned. And he, like, gives him the water so he just doesn't die in the dungeons. Yeah. And Ned's like, Varys, like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, someone's got to look after the realm. Exactly. And it he, might as well be me. And it's true. So it's it's stayed true to what my prediction about. He is truly the neutral party. He just watches how things move and is just kind of there. Mm. Well, I guess that was not really a recap, but, I mean, there's a lot in this episode there's a lot, anyway. that a lot so, of death. And yeah. that, that hits some of the high points. Let's, let's dive in here, though. Uh, so let's first talk about Sirio Pharrell's death. Arya's dancing <laughs> master. And... There's something to first off to note about this death is that it doesn't occur on screen. It happens off screen. Yeah, so he could technically so there's be alive. A, if there's a chance that he could be alive. But I'd, I'd seriously doubt it seeing, like, all the other garbage that happened this episode. <laughs> but my question is, do you have a headcanon for Sirio Pharrell? Like, if he were alive, like, what you would want to see him doing? Or maybe if he's dead, what his afterlife is like? Um. All right, well, let's do both, because I definitely have these... Um, I honestly, the thing with it is, is we have never heard, like, him cry out in pain, and there is a good case for him not being dead by sort of, like, the cries we heard afterwards, because mm-hmm. they sort of sounded like the generic, There did seem like, to be Lannister several, things. like, different cries from, like, yeah, different exactly. people. Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing, there were several different cries, which... So at the very least, he brought another Lannister down with Oh him. my goodness, he pr- I, my head can is he probably killed the guy, but, you know, there's that one guy that's sort of stirring behind him, I feel like, you know, it was another one of those, oh, look, I stabbed a guy from behind, you know, like, Ned with his leg. <laughs> <laughs> One of those sort of, like, one of those things. things. I don't know. I feel like one of those things where he would just, like, have the sword and, like, turn around to the guy and, like, throw it, like, hit the sword into his face and just be like, hey, hey, I win. Yeah, I don't know. The first sort of Bravos wins. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Afterlife for him? I don't mean, interesting. The thing is, we know nothing of him outside of his, like, dancing and swordplay. I feel like yes. he would live, like, it would be, a, like, a sort of peaceful thing just, like, Especially since he seems to have, like, the Spanish sort of themed him. I feel like it would just be somewhere, like, beautiful and open. And tropical? And tropical, but at, like, sort of like a... Oh, I don't even know how to describe... Just, like, a, just a small sort of town with, like, beautiful greenery and stuff. And mm-hmm. he would probably... he. I am assuming he has, like, one love, like, one true love, and he'd be with her, and it would be great. He gets up in the morning, and I, he, no, like, gazes I feel like that is, like, his past like i feel like he seems like the kind of person that had a lover before and she died very young and he's just like never been with anyone else yes. and i feel like he would actually well, be kind of happy to go he, he also refers to himself as the first sort of bravos too yeah. so it makes it i don't know i mean if he's just you know full of hot air yeah i know that's or... the thing i don't know if like everyone talks himself stuff up from that thing but he is legitimately good and knows what he was doing 
like, all the time. Yes. I mean, obviously he was fighting Ari, who knew nothing, but I don't know. I'm just saying, if he that's seemed a like title... such a wise and smart character. Right. There is a great chance he could be alive, but I'm not holding out for it. I want it to be something I'd be pleasantly surprised to see okay. later. So you're going to remain not hopeful about it. Yeah, so but that be when really it does excited. happen, you'll get really happy and really yeah. excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be, like, super hopeful about it. Like, right now, I'm pretty sure he probably died. And what's even worse is if he didn't die in that room, it was one of those things where he probably went and, like, had couldn't get out or, like, had to fight a few more people. And it was just something... <laughs> seriously against him because he's such a method person that he wouldn't have you know gotten a new sword nor to a, the unfortunate thing is like to training he wouldn't have brought his real sword so he would have been right. fighting like with his half broken sword because you know his i don't know it just seems like his yeah. style i think it's funny zach how you've moved like from like to like you've moved to there which is like realism from way back in episode <laughs> one when you're like i hope the dogs don't die and like and now that, that you know but we've they're not this dying far. he was like my replacement yeah like, but side character well like one of them died and one of them's missing in the woods somewhere um, and... she i hope she's killing lannisters i hope she's killing all the lannisters <laughs> every last single uh, that's what i hope happens in the battle she just comes from behind and like bites tywin in the neck and like <laughs> just does like pause your eyes and then pause his eyes as he dies and then like goes back into the forest uh-huh <laughs> but of course that won't happen <laughs> um let's move on to Varys here a little bit okay um when we first met Varys, you know way back in a couple episodes um in um it wasn't it wasn't quite clear like who on that small council you could tw- trust oh and i don't even know like even now if that's so clear and yet oh, Varys yeah. is seems very definitely on the side of eddard stark even though he isn't like going to like I, great no, lengths no, no, to help no. eddard stark i don't feel like he's on his side i feel like he's the neutral party he does enough to make sure that all of the players are still on the board as long as they should be mm-hmm. he still has some sort of agenda for ed and he can't die until then the realm has some sort of need for him so okay the, yeah my question is what do you think Varys's game is like where where do you think his endgame lies? This is what's interesting. I don't know. I think that he just believes that Ned Stark in, like, either his dying moments or in, like, the last bits of his life will do something profound. Something that would, like, spread across, like, Westeros and maybe, you know, give credence to the war between them. I feel like he honestly thinks that, like, Ned dying could, like, start a war that overthrows the Lannisters and maybe brings, like, some balance to the powers that they have. So you think he's playing, like, oh, I'm I'm pro-Lannister right now, so that the Lannisters kill Ned, start a war, yeah. and then the Starks win the war and bring balance to the kingdom? Not necessarily the Starks, but just that both all places are laid low, because mm-hmm. after a war, everyone bands together. And if you're I looking see. in a neutral standpoint, that could be one of the best things to do. It's almost like a reset button. That's, like, incredi- incredibly, like, shrewd. Uh, well, and that that's sort of been his style so far. It's true. He's played all the different parts. He's like, okay, I'll send people to murder Khaleesi. Okay, I'll do this. <laughs> he does people's stuff, but it's interesting, because we still don't necessarily know his game. We really don't. Which is ridiculous. And, you know, we're going to have to keep watching to see where it goes. Exactly. Um, but I, I think I think the way they, that whole scene plays out with uh, Ned and Varys in the jail cell is just so very interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like this moment of, like, clarity for Ned about how, like, wrong he was to how things were actually going there. Mm-hmm. And Varys is the one that tells him it. Oh, yeah. And it's just incredibly like, whoa, you know, it's like, it's a, it's an eye-opening moment, I feel like, in the series, as, as on, on the whole. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so on the note, though, with where things seem to be going with this uh, seemingly imminent war, um, mm. what are, what are your thoughts about that? Okay, my thoughts about this is that the Starks are going to lose, but not everyone's going to die in the war. It's going to be one of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's honestly going to come down to, like, hill people, like, guerrilla tactics. I feel like they're going to run a very, you know, the honorable war, where they're going to just straight-up fight Tywin, but he's not going to play fair. He's never played fair. It doesn't seem And he's so. going to do something to them, and they are going to get, unfortunately, like, beaten or pushed back mm-hmm. to a point where, you know trying to push south will not be possible for them. What about what uh, Rickon, the youngest Stark boy, what, what about what he says? When oh he my says, gosh. He, like, like uh, Brandon's like, don't worry, Rickon, like, like Mom and, and, and Rob, they're gonna come back with Dad and everything's gonna be okay. And then Rickon's like, no, they won't. No, they're not coming back. That was probably one of the biggest things that influences how I think this battle is going to go. Because <laughs> the little kid sense of like, what adults are feeling like things are is, like, ridiculously uncannily true. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I'm going with, like, the six-year-old's opinion. So you think Rob's chances of winning are low? Unfortunately. You want him to come out, but it comes down if it's, like, a war. The Lannisters literally win in all fronts. They win in men, they win in resources, and they win in, like, the sheer amount of contacts they have. Sure, the Starks will do it. They will fight well. Like, it will not be an easy fight for anyone, but right. I but still if feel you, Lannisters are If you are remember out. a while back during that, that scene uh, several episodes ago in which Cersei <sighs> is telling... Um, Joffrey about, like, you know, what are you going to do if you rule? And then, like, I would kill these rebellious lords and and tell and them to follow like, me. Mm-mm. And then she's like, no, you just killed all their men, and they're not going to bow to you. And then she, like, basically tells him, like, the North can't be taken. <sighs> so That's true. But I don't know. The thing with it is, is in the way that Joffrey's saying, it's like that they go out and try and kill everyone. Everyone's coming to the south, which mm-hmm. puts them more at an advantage. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. It's tough. It is really tough to say. I need to see episode 9, like, immediately. <laughs> um, well, we'll have to hold off on that for a little bit here, Zach. Ooh. We're gonna have to leave you in some sense of suspense. Um, which brings me to my next point of... Since we can't jump right into the next episode, we're gonna have to give you some a chance to make some more predictions here. <laughs> and... Um, the I'm not gonna go through like a whole list of characters, but I think there's some there's some key characters in this episode that it's just very not clear um maybe where they're headed or what they're gonna do once they encounter this new set of circumstances that mm. is introduced by this episode mm-hmm. uh namely the first one being Sansa, so oh, what gosh. challenges do you think Sansa has ahead for her? Oh my gosh, her poppy's not gonna do as she says. And she's just going to have to... She's going to get to the point where she's, like, backed herself into a corner where she has to, like, lick boots and stuff to, like, keep her standing there. Because there's no way she's getting out. Mm -hmm. She is stuck. She is stuck in, like, deep Lannister territory. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she's going to end up, like, either by necessity or by due to her sort of, like, love struckness, like, going to Lannister's side. Okay. So she basically thinks she's going to drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, I think she's going to drink the Kool-Aid. Like, one think, way or another. Yeah, I don't think she's going to like it either way, but I think it's going to have to happen, uh-huh. whether due to necessity or due to the fact that she still fancies Joffrey. Why the mm-hmm. hell? I know. It's almost, it's, it's almost, like, irrational. It just hurts. That even even now, she's just like, but I love Joffrey, and I don't want to screw just this like, up. Just, why? 
Um, so let's talk about, uh, Joffrey too, since we just landed on him. Uh, he's just been installed as king. Um, well, technically last episode was his first episode as king. Yeah. But this is like the first episode where we kind of see him sitting on the throne and actually ruling. Um, so what do you think Joffrey's, uh, leadership as a king is going to be like? (laughs) It's going to be, um... What we have already seen so far and nothing different. Either it's going to be his mother's good plans or it's going to be his flights of fancy, which his mother can't stop. Right. It's literally going to be that combination. And it's going to be a matter of whether Joffrey in his, like, fits of just, well, I want this to happen, <laughs> is going to, like, ruin everything Cersei is trying to set up. Do you, do he you is think such that, a puppet king. Do you think that Cersei is going to realize... Like what she's what she's brought basically. Well, yeah, like the monster she's created. Yeah, I think she already sort of knows, but she, I don't think she really gets because due to her sort of like motherness, she doesn't quite get the yes. extent to which Joffrey can just screw things up, and she can't do anything. Right. Um. Okay. She'll have to start playing a game almost like she did with Robert, but mm-hmm. she does have a little bit more say over her boy, especially since he's not of age. Right. Um. So. Let's let's shift a little bit and go across the narrow sea. Mm. Um, we we got introduced to a new character over there, um, who is this this woman that mm. is kind of referred to as uh, as a witch um, yeah. there uh, by one of Caldrogo's men. Uh, her name is Miri Mazdor, mm. and um, I'm just curious where you think she's headed in all of this. I give me a prediction for her. Every time that Khaleesi has gotten someone with her, they have they have rolled with her and mm-hmm. they have only like done better as characters. Like mm-hmm. literally anyone. So I feel like she's gonna become another pretty important character. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know where she's gonna go, but she's definitely gonna be alive and she's definitely gonna be treated better than a slave. Do you think that she's gonna be like another one of these like team Daenerys people that are that are gonna be like you know, like, gung-ho for her, like, hmm. Daenerys and her no. handmaidens and Jorah and all of them? No. I feel like, especially since she's sort of medical, she'll sort of do what she needs to do, but I feel like she may be, like, a counterpoint voice of reason. I see. I think she'll kind of play, like, the opposite of Jorah, but still, you know, like, thank more thankful to Daenerys, but not, like, worshipping her like most everyone else does. <laughs> what about What about the fact that she's being referred to as a witch? What do you make of that? Uh, well, it's kind of hard to say due to how, like, generally the, uh, Dothraki, like, talk to things and people, and I mean, mm. like, you know, like everything just, is horse. Like, right. if it is a transportation into some type of horse, whether it be wooden horse or... So it's, like, hard to tell if this is just, like, Dothraki euphemism or if there's some actual credence to it. Yeah, exactly. It's really hard to tell. I mean, there definitely is magic and stuff, but it's just weird. And it's also kind of funny how... They refer to everyone else. I guess everyone else that is not them are sheep people. <laughs> well, th- those people were, like, actually, like, shepherds. Okay. So that's why they were referring to them as sheep people. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah. I feel, maybe she even, like, no, she didn't have the same kind of stuff that, uh, Catelyn had, like, the voodoo stuff. No, she didn't. But you do raise a good point about how there, you've already started seeing some disparity in, like, the religious scape of, yeah. of, 
Westeros because oh, you man. have you have Bran at the, the Godswood. Gods. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. With- uh, drugged out Frodo Baggins. And she's like, hey, like, I believe in the old gods too, but they're not down there in the south, and that's where your brother's going, and they're going in the wrong direction. Which I think that's great. Oh, yeah, and I also love how she's, like, so, like, adamant. Like, half the time she's, like, very conversational, but whenever she's talking about what's coming from the north, she's like, seriously, all the swords, everyone should be heading north, because stuff yes. is gonna go so bad. You're, yes. And it's, like, the most scary foreshadowing. It is. And and then tempered that with a very uh, naked Hodor. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh Hodor. You, I just love that Bran is like just like Hodor, go find your clothes. Like And Hodor's like Hodor. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um Also, I'd like to hear your predictions for um uh, Daenerys's son. He's already been referred to as the stallion who mounts the world, but what do you think that actually means in practice? What do you think what do you think Daenerys's son is actually gonna mean for this world? Uh, like, he really could be, uh, just, like, a super conqueror, someone who's just, like, groomed through battle and all those things and made to, like, be almost more worthy of taking the Iron Throne. But, of course, it depends on how long it takes Dothraki to get over there, because Drogo is talking more in the time frame that, you know... I'm going to take it so that my son can sit on it, not yes. so that he can, like, rule straight away. Well, do you think that, um, do you think that he's going to take more after, like, Drogo's, like, brutishness or, like, Daenerys's cunning? Ooh. That's or do you think he's going to be the perfect marriage of both? I that well the thing with it is, is that's what's going to happen. That's just kind of like the nurture that people get, which is interesting. I don't know. Well, part of it is I feel like I feel like he may have to go more Drogo, because I feel like Drogo's going to be very much, like, once he gets his son. Yeah. Not like Khaleesi will be less, but, like, the son will be more. Right. One of those kind of things. He will, like, have to roll with daddy, regardless of whether he wants to be with mommy more or not. Right. There, There is a little bit of that dichotomy there. You can kind of tell. I yeah. mean, there's definitely that. Yeah. And he has certain expectations of his son, so his son will have to perform to his expectation. It's very interesting, though, how, like, they instantly... All the those Rocky, though, rally around this idea that, like, Daenerys is carrying, like, a chosen one inside of her. It's very interesting how that all comes together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I also like how... The the more they go, the more she gets, like, clothes, and now her clothes this episode were super, like, actually dragon-y, because they were, like, scaly and stuff. Well, there was kind of, like, a gra- woven grass thing, I think yeah. is what it was, which was a very Dothraki sort of thing. Like, oh, yeah. Either Still wear, like, Dothraki. horse leather or, like, boiled... They boiled horse leather. Yeah, or but like I, I love grass. how they took the time to make hers look like dragon stuff. Like they've totally caught onto the whole like dragon thing. <laughs> <laughs> they got dragon fever. They do. They do. Um, well, let's move on to our weekly wrap up questions. Okay. Obviously, a lot of <laughs> a lot going on this episode. Oh yeah. A lot of people having reversals of fate. Um, a lot of people launching into new directions. So uh, let's jump right in with. Um, best plan, worst plan, and we have to make it very clear moving forward, because I feel like a lot of what happens in this episode is a lot of people declaring their intentions as things we'll move see how they go. Forward. Okay. So well, who made the best plan moving oh forward? Boy. Who made the worst plan moving forward? I already forward? know who the worst plan is, okay. and that is Sansa's plan to get her father to pledge fealty, because that goes against <laughs> his honor, and she's just gonna <laughs> see him there, and, and this may honestly bring more credence to her moving to Lannister's side, because she'll see her father as someone who's in treason, and not really see, get to hear the whole I thing. I think it's funny, too, how they're like, Joffrey's like, alright, Sansa, you just have to make sure that your dad swears fealty to me, and she's like, yeah, he will, and then they play this ominous, like, 
burn. Yeah, and like every and, and you can like, tell that everyone else you know is like, gonna happen. Oh, oh, you. <laughs> and Sansa's just like, but he will. And everyone's like, yeah. And then they all pat her head in unison. Uh, yeah. Well, who do you think has best plan? Um, uh, there's there's a lot of people from a lot of different factions who have plans moving forward this episode, whether it be, you know, Daenerys's plan to induct uh, Miri Mazdor into the group, or whether it's. Rob's plan to lead a war against the Lannisters, mm -hmm. or Tywin's calculations against him. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of plans um, going on. Well, I won't give this one, but best plan is to burn all the people that come to the yeah, wall. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's a given. <laughs> that's cheating. Everyone's just like, they're zombies, burn them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they don't have guns to give headshots. Yes. <laughs> um, But I'm... You know what? I like, I love Wildcard Tyrion, and I feel like his play, while it seems so dumb, it's actually going to become like so collecting, important. Collecting the, the... Collecting the hill people to live, but I feel like that's going to become, like, one of those things where it becomes, like, a very deciding factor. Like, I feel like his sort of thing is going to actually work out really well for him, and really in the favor of his father. And I think, like, even though it's going to work, his father's going to hate it, which is a total win for Tyrion. <laughs> it is. Like, like, anything that puts, like, sticks it to daddy for Tyrion is, like, yeah, a win. Yeah, and also stuff. him winning as him, it's, like, a double yes. win. So that's why I feel Tyrion's plan has, like, great potential. <laughs> um, well... Let's move on to uh, Stark of the Week, because, and this is a good question, I feel mm. like, because I feel like this is the first time in a very long time that we've actually seen all the Starks in a, an episode. Yeah, you, you know, for, because for, uh, for a couple episodes there, like, it was just, like, you know, Ned and, like, Arya and Sansa, or it was just Catelyn, and, mm -hmm. or just Jon Snow, so yeah. now we've gotten to see all the Starks in action again. Uh, who gets Stark of the Week this week? I'm giving it to Robert because this is the first time we've really seen him step up. So, so Rob because he's because he's collected all of, he's like yeah he's, all the he's doing it he's, like he's really doing it and he's like starting to lead his house. Yes, and even though he is definitely green and probably going to get his butt whooped, it was good to see because up until now he's pretty much all been like sort of like talk and like little spouts of rage, but now we actually got to see right. him like. I don't know, just, like, step up. He's, and he's really manning up. Yeah. But I think it's funny, like, that scene where he, where his mom shows up at the war camp for the first time, and mm -hmm. then Catelyn's just, like, like, you realize, like, you doing what you've done has basically made this uh, this whole thing, like, only have one of two outcomes. Either you're going to win and we all live, or you're going to lose, and all of us, your dad, your sisters, you, me, we're all gonna die. But another important thing to mention is that... When she first started talking to him, she made it sound like what he was doing was a bad idea, but he mm -hmm. stuck with it, and then she was basically like, yes, you are making the right choice. I like how right. she phrased that to sort of gauge well, where he it's was. it's weird that we didn't have this, like, clarity a while back ago, but it falls so in line with what Cersei said last episode about when yeah. you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die, and oh, they yeah. get it, like, they right there. And that's, and that's what's great about it, because Rob gets that, too. And, you know, he's not liking it, and I love how he had the little aside to Theon Greyjoy. It's like, you know, I must be afraid, because I'm shaking. He's like, well, you'd be dumb if you weren't. Yes. Yes. Um, well, okay. With that, the, we have to also raise the question of playing the game this week. We saw a lot of, I think, maybe the uh, the outcomes of how people were playing the game uh, this episode, uh, but the game is still afoot, and I want to know, based upon how well the people have played the game, who you would give the crown to this week. 
I mean, it sucks, but we I keep on having to go to Xerxes because, like, the more it goes, the more it's just like, well, crap, the council members are on her side, old poot maestro man's, like, you know, screaming, yeah. like, ah, treason, blarg, yeah. and he's, like, getting all the people, like, to his banner, and honestly, like, for Lannisters, this is great because they're finding who's more loyal to him and who is not, like, you know, knight barristerista is leaving <laughs> yeah she she basically like expels one Maristin of her Selmy. yeah one of the like her greatest resources which is funny because they just wanted to retire him and he's like nah nah man he's which like is, i which, take my vows for life and i take them seriously and, and then she's like but you got my husband killed I, that's weird. That's just like a weird move on the Lannister part. That is one of the. That's one of the things that I don't. Necessarily I don't know. Agree maybe that's a do. collected Lannister move as much as it's a Cersei and Joffrey move. Yeah, exactly. But um, but overall, I mean, like Cersei's plan is just she's just she's just doing it, and everything's going real freaking well. And I don't know. She's taking advantage of things as they come and just manipulating people beautifully. Poor, poor Sansa. Yes. And I don't know. I feel like she's wanted this conflict in it, and she's getting it. <laughs> <laughs> she's getting all she wants. She, she right now, definitely does seem to be, be in that position. Yeah. And especially with, like, the whole, like, culling of the Stark house. Yeah. She, she, yeah. she won that. Yeah, she did, she did get that. Um, and it's kind of funny, like, like, Barris in that scene with Ned in the prison, he's like, what, what came over you to, to play the way you did? Like, that was a phenomenally stupid thing. And he's like, well, there's the stupidity card. of mercy. And he's like, oh, yes. Well, it's your mercy that got you in trouble. Your mercy killed the king. Your mercy killed your men. Mm -hmm. Your mercy might kill, is probably going to kill you. And your, your kids. And your kids. So, you know, yeah, he what's really, your mercy worth? He, like, he gave him a drink. And he also gave him, like, a cold, hard pill to swallow with it. Right. Um, well, and, and with that, we might need to move on to the question, since death seems so imminent for, for Ned. I, I, I mean, Vera says, you must know you're a dead man, and Ned doesn't really even say anything. Yeah. But with that, we need to address best <laughs> death, best death, worst death this episode. What do we got? Well, worst death is definitely getting your tongue ripped out through yes. your stinking What a throat. way to go. What a way to go. Yeah, that stinks. Um... Best death. We had a lot of... There was a lot of death. There was a lot of death, but it's, it's hard to, like, quantify best. What about, like, um... um well, who's it, see. I mean, uh... I, I, personally, but I would say my favorite death this episode is, oh. is Arya stabbing yeah, the Yeah, Arya stabbing, the like, the stable boy. boy. I feel... The thing is, we don't even necessarily know if he's dead. He just got stabbed. Yeah, but... Most I'm, likely dead. I mean, like, the implications for it are just so staggering. Like, Arya doesn't even know what she's doing, and then it's like she, like, stabs him with, a, like, basically a toy sword. Yeah. And then and she realizes, reflex. like, oh, no, like, I did something. And she doesn't even have time to compute, and then she's off, like, you know, like, <sighs> yeah. running again. Let's see, but... That's a great death, thematically speaking. Yes, I know what you mean by that. That definitely was, like, if we're talking thematically, that was one of my favorites. But I'd try and quantify best and worth by, oh, jeez, that sucked, or oh, that wouldn't have been the most <laughs> terrible. Yes, but I don't think anybody um, goes Can pleasantly. we count, like, off-scene deaths? <laughs> yeah, well, like, who's? Serios? Uh, obviously, Abby Lady, and we're not sure about Siri, but oh. Abby Lady is a 
hundred percent did. She yes, but she, the, the the septa goes very like she t- she takes it with grace. Like she walks up to those soldiers, and that's the last she we see it. of her. I feel like that's honestly the best for me because it's one of those things where like she totally accepted it. She knew it was going to happen, and due to that, she probably you know like got. A, a killing blow, not like an, oh, God, I'm yeah. wounding, I'm going to have to bleed out. No, she she left with some dignity. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why she probably gets best. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, there's no way. She was definitely making herself a shield, and, like, if the scene went out, it would have basically, like, moved. No. Head yeah, off. <laughs> right. Right. And she died in a way that would, that paved the way for yeah. Sansa. And honestly, live. and yeah, and Sansa would not be where she was if she had not been there, because those guards were right, right there, and she would have been so dead. Um... Well, on the note of all this death, I need to ask, because there's so much death in this episode, how hopeful are you feeling moving forward? I mean, <sighs> there there's a lot of death. For there's who? A lot. Well, just in general, like, <laughs> how much hope has this le- episode left you with? One to, on a scale of 1 to 10. Ooh. <laughs> 4.5. 4.5, man. I think that's an all-time low now for I you. got, no, yeah, that's my lowest, and it dropped me by, like, three points. <laughs> So, so real... you don't feel very good about the the Rob's Rob's chances no, moving forward? No, I do not. Or... I want to, but I'm not getting my hopes up. Or, or Daenerys' plans moving forward? Well, yeah, but I don't know. Maybe that's just what averages it out so it isn't like, you know, like a yeah, two or like something. Yeah, not like terrible and like already got away. I mean, yeah, we're not like down to the like <laughs> negatives yet. So, I don't know. Not very hopeful just because I'm trying to air myself on the side of... Not getting too hopeful and then just like, you know, getting your becoming an emotional like mess. Like oh at the end of episode gosh, ten, I'll just like that, lay there this and is weep. So funny. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really just thinking about this in contrast to like way back when with you when we first started it, and you're all just like, ooh, puppies, and now you're just really just like, <laughs> well, I really do want them to live, but yes, but I mean, but like, now that we have the Dusex dog rule, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're okay. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, Zach, it's been fun watching you watch this episode. I look forward to seeing your reactions next episode, oh my God. knowing what's coming ahead. This is the semi-season finale thing. Yeah, we, got, we only have two more episodes left of season one. Oh, my God. And, and it's, it's, it's going to be a fun ride. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So if you have been following along with us um, and have been paying attention to Zach watch his way through this, I'm sure, I hope you've been having a lot of fun. I've been having a lot of fun. Zach's been having a lot of fun, even though he's been dreading it a little bit. <laughs> um, so, But if you have any questions for Zach that are in this sort of leading fashion, uh, feel free to send them our way. We are uh, on YouTube. Um, our YouTube channel is at uh, or is uh, Useful NPCs. Mm-hmm. We're also on Twitter at Useful NPCs. Uh, and we have a Tumblr. You mm-hmm. can look us up. We do a little bit of that. Uh, so you can you can connect with us in those ways. Just you know, send a question your way. We're looking right now for a lot of questions about season two. Definitely. Since, uh, since we're he- we're headed in that direction, ultimately. Mm-hmm. I want also wrap up ones for season one. We're yes. getting to that point where we could use some. And also, if you ever want to ask about my head cannon, there's a lot more than what I say. Yes, and I, it is just as ridiculous as you think. I it don't would think be. we. I think Zach's head cannon for Game of Thrones is should be just an entirely <laughs> separate podcast because. The, <laughs> He just has lots of Yay. thoughts about this. Lots of feelings. I'm going to make uh, fan fiction, and it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> there's going to be Super Saiyan dog people and the best names ever. Yes. And there's going to be, like, knights that make expressos. 
and <laughs> a literal character that is a venereal disease that walks around. It's going to yes. be fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to connect with us, feel free to do so. We would like it. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, I had, like I said, a lot of fun with this. I hope you have, too. Make sure mm-hmm. to tune in next week when we are on the penultimate episode of oh. Season 1. So, yeah. Thanks for watching. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you next time. See you around a bit. Bye.